My name is Pastor Peter Gedaka. I serve as a pastor in Higher Ground Praise Chapel. We meet in Kiku Township Primary School. That's where we are for now until the Lord braces us with a praise of our own. We are walking by faith. We are speaking faith even right now. But we also thank the Kiku Township leadership even for their kindness and granting us a praise that we can serve the Lord. We want to thank you. We are blessed and you are a blessing. Now before I get to the word of God, I will want to to also thank those of of you who have made time to be with us for this 30 minutes period where we go deep in the word of God and seek to understand and to hear what God is saying. In this broadcast in particular, we do a Bible study and we do a Bible study verse by verse, line upon line, precept upon precept. Here a retro and there a retro. And this way, we believe that we'll be able to mine the wealth of knowledge and revelation that is contained in each verse as it were. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so very much. We now will want to get into the word. We ask you to look for a Bible, look for a pen, look for a book, sit down and you'll be blessed in Jesus' name. Last broadcast, we ended up with verse 9 and I'll just highlight verse 9 as we go to the next verse. What we saw in verse 9, I'm just bringing you on board for you possibly who are not with us and for you who are with us, I'm reminding you. (laughs) I'm reminding you. And verse 9 says, For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Paul was promoting holiness because that's the nature of a Christian. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8. Here he gave us another reason for living godly and living godly lives. It's because the fruit of the spirit is born in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And godliness inhabits the growth of the fruit of the spirit. And that is in our lives. That's not because God's love is conditional. God's love is unconditional. But we saw that just as seeds cannot grow without light, so the darkness of ungodliness in our lives limits or inhibits the production of the fruit of the spirit. If we cultivate a life of hatred, the fruit of love in our lives will not manifest. There is the fruit of life in our in our lives. Galatians 5.22 says love is one of the fruit in our born again spirit. If we are truly and truly born again, that love is present in our spirits. But it cannot flow where we are opening our lives to hatred. Ephesians chapter, 11, uh, chapter 5 verse 11 says, And have no fellowship with them fruitful words of darkness, but rather reprove them. The Greek word that was translated fellowship is sugiko 
ino neo. <laughs> Again, I normally say when I pronounce these Greek words, they should never bother you. They should never bother you. They are for the purposes of study and being able to bring different meaning in different contexts so that we can follow and understand what that person in those days, in the language he was using, meant in this particular text. text. So this word is a layer Greek word for fellowship and was only used three times in the New Testament. It was used in Philippians chapter 4 verse 14. It was used in Revelation chapter 18 verse, verse 4. And it was used in this particular uh, verse we are studying. This is the only time of the three where it was translated fellowship. The more common Greek word for fellowship is koinonia. koinonia. That means fellowship. You know, as let's come and fellowship. We can fellowship over bread, over a cup of tea and all that. But the Greek word used in this verse is denoting the actual partaking of others and God-read deeds. Let's say there is stealing and I join the thieves to go and steal. This is the word that was used. Let's say there is a party. There is a party somewhere. There is some good things happening and people are meeting to fellowship. That word that is used there is koinoneia. Buanas if you will. Koinoneia. So the Lord told these people to separate themselves from the ungodly religious system. Least they become partakers. And that word is the one that was used there. Partakers of sins. Sugiko ino neo. You become a partaker of sin and receive the penalty of sin. Buanas if you will. The instructions in this verse is not to shun unbelievers, but rather not to participate in their ungodly deeds. In fact, it is important to notice that the works of darkness are what we are to avoid. Not the people who are doing these things or these acts. However, even having said that, I always say, if you are a new Christian, and sometimes new Christians, and even old Christians that are not looted in the word of God, I ask you to avoid such settings. You can be drawn into that company of ungodliness very easily. When I got saved many years back, I remember I kept away from relationships that I had earlier. Not necessarily man-to-lady relationship, but even relationships of friends who are men and we used to drink with and we used to walk and do sorts of things with. I kept away and stayed away and led my Bible and, and fellowship to seek fellowship of those who are walking in the same walk, biblical spiritual walk that, that I was. To an extent when I knew what I know and what I was about. Because that then, even if I answer a question, I'll answer it according to the scripture. If I don't know what I'm about and they ask me questions and I'm unable to answer, I feel foolish and I'm embarrassed. embarrassed. And I would avoid that. And therefore, 
I say here now that if you're not quite strong and you know that, you may need to pull back from such fellowships. I don't want to use the word fellowships. Like we have just seen is that the fellowship, the word that we have just seen, Sugu Koneya is partaking. So when you say you are in that fellowship, means that you are partaking on the things that they are doing. But the point we are saying is that the Bible is not asking you to shun those people. You are supposed to be the light to those people. But you are supposed to shun their evil things. Of course, there are other many arguments for having an, a godly association. But it is not following the example of Christ to totally avoid, totally avoid contact with the lost. We are, we are supposed to reprove their actions. If we can do that and still maintain relationships or relationship, then we are probably relating to them in the proper way that the God would desire. If we are not exposing their deeds to the light, we should question whether the relationship is really God's, God's will. Care has to be taken that we are the one ministering, not the one being ministered into. We are ministering righteousness to them and not the other way around. When they are ministering ungodliness to us, we must take a start against ungodliness, against ungodliness. Yet there is a light and long way of letting our light shine. The Pharisees were hypocrites in their proclamation of what was light. They also missed the issues of the heart and only dealt with the, exter with the, with the external, with the external. They totally omitted love and were self-serving in their rebukes. The truth without love is like a crab. <laughs> it's like a crab. It just hits. And tradition ministered in judgmental attitudes, even worse. And what Paul is saying here, don't walk among them like the Pharisees who are hypocrites. You need to be wise and seek God's wisdom how to do it. Because you can also be irritating to the same people you are trying to minister to. You put them off in an irritating way. It calls for wisdom to win people over to your side and they come over rejoicing that you were with them. Verse 12 says, For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. This scripture is exactly opposite of the practice of many Christians and even some ministers today. Some feel the best way of countering ungodliness is to bring before the unbelievers every demonic and gory details of what the ungodly are doing. They already know. You are not telling them something new. You are not telling them something new. The Bible says in Ephesians, uh, that is Romans chapter, chapter 1, I think verse 16, verse 16, 17, and 18. It talks about the intuitive knowledge that is in every man. There is that intuitive knowledge. They know that they know that they know what they are doing is wrong. So it's not for you. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't. You can point out once, but not 
get fixated in what they are doing which is wrong. What we should do is talk to them about the alternative, what Christ have done, the benefits, and not irritating again. I'm saying it got to have to be done with wisdom. Their intent is to shock. That is the intent of these people as they speak about the gory things, the, the graphic speech of the evil that these people are doing. It's supposed to shock and inform the body of Christ so that they, they can take action against these things. But often, they just provide a platform for Satan to expose his vileness to those who otherwise would have known nothing about it. I remember one time, this is my friend, he's, he's actually a pastor and he was doing a degree in one of the theological colleges. And we were talking, as, as we were talking, he told me how the program is like. And he told me there is the practical, there is the, the, the classwork, but there is also where they are taken out, like they would be taken to a, a, a mosque and see how the Muslims live and do and live their life. They would be taken to a stripster club. Maybe you're not, you're still wondering what is a stripster. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to know. It's a place where people strip their clothes to the, na to the, to the naked. And they, they are ladies, they dance around you. That's evil. I don't need someone to take me there to know what happens in there. Satan can and should be exposed. Yes, I agree. But it should be in a way that does not glorify his actions or expose the reasoner to temptation. One of the sad things going on in our society today is the open display of discussions of things that used to be considered unspeakable, like that one. There are certain things that are a shame even to speak of. The Bible says, give thanks, give thanks. Verse 20, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Give thanks. Says give thanks. Giving thanks and praise are very closely related. It is impossible to really praise the Lord without being thankful for all that God has done and will do in your life. If we remove thanksgiving or thankful from our spiritual songs, that is Ephesians chapter 5 verse 19, then it's easy to descend into depression, depressing songs. <laughs> so you're better, you're better off giving thanks and singing psalms. You know, this is one of those verses that has been used to teach that everything that happens to us, especially bad things, come from God. You know, where it says give thanks to everything. The Bible doesn't say give thanks to for everything. It says give thanks in everything. When you say it's give thanks for everything, even the evil things that the devil has brought your way, you interpret that to mean it's God, which is not true. You are giving thanks in that situation because God in his mercy and grace will come through for you. And therefore, you refuse to focus on the things that are happening and you give thanks and focus on what God, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords in Christ Jesus will come through for you. Buona Sifiwe.
I'll close this broadcast at this point. Again, I'm grateful and I thank you for joining us. I'm so grateful that you made it and kept, stayed with us up to this point. But I also want to give an opportunity to those of you that would like to receive Christ in your heart, in your lives, and walk this walk of faith in Christ Jesus. If you want to give your life, I want you to pray this prayer with me. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you are saved. And therefore, I'll help you in the confession part of it. I know you already believe. Say this after me. Father, I thank you for Jesus Christ. I thank you that he died on the cross on my behalf. I believe he died. I believe he was buried. I believe he is elected. And therefore, this time, this day, I choose the selected Christ. I open my heart and ask you, Father, that he may come into my heart. Cleanse me from unrighteousness, all unrighteousness. Light my name in the book of life. Thank you, Father. I'm now born again. I'm now born again. I will ask you to, I know you know one or two people who are who walk right, they are born again, their life is what you'd admire or what you admire and you'd emulate. They could be pastors in your neighborhood, they could be leaders in church, it could be your relative and friends or friends. Walk there, let them know what you've done. Tell them, I've received Christ through a broadcast and they'll help you, they'll encourage you. You can also call me. Call me through this number. 0751-03-09-30. It's an easy number to, to remember. That is 0751-03-09-30. Thank you so much. Call me. Let me know. Remind me. Tell me. I received Christ through your broadcast and I will talk and encourage one another. Thank you so much. God bless you. Amen.